Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Netflix Bodies, Episode 5. We are one another's ghosts. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, watching Bodies for the first time on Netflix, and I am doing so with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, how you respond to what I'm about to show you will determine how this does or doesn't end for you. Thanks, Hassan. Says Maplewood. <laughs> yeah, but that was, but we weren't playing the game yet. But very good. Yeah, got it. So, okay, that's a point. Watch. That's a point already. <laughs> no, didn't count yet. Didn't didn't have the sound effect, so it doesn't count. <laughs> in, in post, you're gonna put the sound effect in right. Yeah, that yeah. We, oh, that's a smart idea. <laughs> no. Oh well. All right, Kurt. Uh, without uh, too much preamble, let's uh, get to guessing each other's ratings. Rating. Kurt, I, I, I think this episode had everything that you want in an episode of Bodies. It was, I mean, massive connections between timelines. Uh, the, the explanation is kind of here. Uh, the. The Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban time travel laws are applying. It seems like this. This I think this is everything that you want. I think you. I think you liked the Hillinghead story with Julian Harker. I think you liked the Whitman story with with Calloway and Polly. Uh, I think you liked Hassan's story. I think that your jaw was on the floor when you found out that Barber is Maddox's father. Uh, I think that uh, your I think you like the Maplewood stuff too, because that's where all the explanation was. And you had Hassan in the Maplewood timeline, which is pretty freaking cool. So I, I think this is your favorite episode, and I think you gave it a ten out of ten. I, yeah, I think this episode checks all the marks for you. You gave it a. T- you've already given. I forget how many tens you've given. If it's just only one, one or two, only one. one. Yeah, you've already given out a ten. I think this is your favorite episode of the season. I think you gave it a ten. Okay. All right. Well, Kurt, I, I almost gave it a ten. I was considering it, but. I just can't give it the same rating that I gave last episode that actually had an emotional gut punch to it as well. Like I, I, I felt similarly about uh, everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a, a little, it goes a little further with the plot and the connections in this episode than it did in the previous episode. But the emotional gut punch of the last episode still has me thinking that's what a 10 looks like for this series. So I did give this a nine, although I could be talked up to a 10. And you're bold to assume that if an episode gives me everything I want, I'll give it a 10. Eight. Okay. No. Out of eight, which is the same as 10 out of 10. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, loved, I loved this episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is my yeah. favorite episode. That's it. Yeah, I I, it. I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, I see your reasoning. Fine. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some emotional gut punch. Like, Hillinghead has to turn on Henry, seemingly. Oh, what, well, what's going to happen with Whiteman? That hasn't oh, happened yet. Justice. <laughs> justice, yeah, okay. I mean, Callaway, I was not all that detached. Hassan, kid, looks low. That's going to be rough. But it hasn't happened yet. I haven't seen no, it. Well, it has happened in 2053. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm already in tears over it. Okay, all right. So it's a bold move by a, sh- by a show like this to, to give They're us They're spoiling that. everything. Like, I know. Yeah. They're spoiling everything. They're like, yeah, this is Whiteman's last case. Yep. <laughs> My son died yeah. of the, the incident because of Mannix. Yeah, it's it's really an interesting. It's an interesting maneuver. I, I am loving it. But um, but yeah, I, I just um, it, it's just the emotional piece. I'm so stuck on that. And maybe it's not fair to to dock this a point because it didn't have the emotional gut punch of last episode. I mean, I'm certainly going to account for that in the, our ratings, but so maybe it's not fair. I, I could probably be talked up to a 10. We'll talk about it. And I'll let you know at the end, if I, if I go up to a 10, but, but for now I'm sitting on a nine. I, I did everything that I said to, about you applies to me, except that I, I just was missing no emotional, emotional punch. connection. I, I give this a 10 because every single of the storylines I was very enthralled for. Absolutely. Even, I mean, we've been bashing on Hassan's timeline as being no, it was great plot this central. Time. It, yeah. it, not only was it great, they still have lacked to characterize her in her timeline, and they right. kind of haven't really characterized and Maplewood. Defoe and Maplewood are a little interesting, and Maplewood's kind of I don't know if we'll see her brother at all, but that whole mm-hmm. angle of she's kind of, I don't want to say traded her soul, and that maybe not even her morals, but she's traded something. She's given up something. 
yeah. to get the spine and yeah, whatever have you. So that, that that kind of makes your character more intriguing. Healing Head and White Men yeah. are already really interesting. Now that, that, great, that, we yeah. have, that we don't have to talk about. Hassan, yeah. not as much, but. 2053 Hassan, I'm all about <laughs> yeah. that, right? They, yeah, that that makes it paid off because now we got all the characterization with this character from 2023, and we're yeah. learning it now. So now, whenever I'm looking at 2023, I'm like, this is just a flashback. I know. 2053 Hassan, right? Now, right now, in this <laughs> I context, know. I know, right? It's like, it was, how does she get from here to there? Obviously, she loses her kid, but yeah, she's somehow going to get him to yeah, arm the bomb, but it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, it makes a 2023 a lot better and more i guess characterizing because it's mm-hmm. it's going towards 2053 or so yeah 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 it's uh, it's, it's it's really good and, stuff, and even but... be- and even besides that i each of the storylines that kept coming up i was oh what no no more healing it now we're going to 2053 oh but, oh, but now we're going to white men all of them yep. were just really really interesting and i, I was yeah watching them and i i don't know what's going to happen Especially for a white man in Hellinghead. It's they seem almost like martyrs. Like it can't end well for them. Well, you know that Whiteman's gonna kill Julian Harker in his deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's ninety-nine on his deathbed. Um and Hellinghead, I guess we don't know as much about what happens there, but but yeah, it's it's so good. It's really interesting because every time they switch to a new timeline, I'm I'm not disappointed. Like I'm not a lot of times mm-hmm. in series like I just lost as an example, which usually had three storylines going on and within an episode, right? There's the flashback, uh, the main island on uh, on island story and the side on island story, right? Yeah. And and there's usually one of the three that I was like, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could yeah, you could you could leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that hasn't been the case, at least in the last few episodes. Yeah, I've not I would say earlier on. I yeah. I felt that way, but certainly not in the last few, and certainly not in this one. I did not feel yeah. that way. E- each yeah, one no. was very engaging, very interesting. Uh huh. For sure. I, yeah. It brings up a question to me: Are all the characters going to meet up potentially? Like, I mean, not at the same them. time in the same place? Is that somehow going to happen? Holy the future is unwritten. All all we know, allegedly. Not really allegedly. I think this will still hold true. Is that there's a loop that they cannot break, right? Mannix goes right the past and does his deeds and causes the future. But right. what happens after all that, right? Everyone else still lives. But yeah, what, go, what goes true. on after that? I I'm curious, really, how the stories because Hassan and Hassan's now in 2053. So like, yep, that's the bleeding edge of the story. But Hillinghead and Whiteman are in the past. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm really curious how their stories end and how they're going to weave into this. I I don't know. I wonder if they're going to realize that they're almost a vessel for the future. Oh, I mean, well, so how much do you think that Julian Harker told Hillinghead? Because he says to Hillinghead, I will tell you everything. It's going to blow your mind. Hmm. Right. Which is a line from the trailer, by the way. But <laughs> how much do you think he told him? Because we don't get to see any of it. All we get to see is Harker you're at the prisoners. end tell, telling him, you know, you know, this is what you're going to do. You're gonna, either you're going to frame Henry for it or you're going to go down for it. Those are your choices. Which aren't even really choices if, the, if we're to be – if this uh, explanation of this timeline is to be believed. Yeah. No, I, I guess it's – no – it's still choices, but you're all yeah. the same choice. It's, right, a weird, right, right. it's a weird concept, but yeah, I, I th- I'm going under the presumption you told them everything, everything like even information really? we don't know. Oh, a good summary of it. Okay, so about the throat and time travel and all that stuff, you think? I don't know. I don't know if he went that specific with the throat, but he goes, "I'm blah 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 in the future." Da da da. Mm-hmm. They're gonna know me, you know. Well, what's really interesting too. Oh, uh, two things really. Uh, I I really like the the concept of Hassan and Defoe and Lorna bring Maplewood here to recruit her to help them stop Maddox. But it is the bringing of Maplewood there that allows Maddox to find and use the throat. Yeah, I mean, it seems really obvious as a plot point, like as a viewer, a spectator. Yeah, it makes sense why they're doing it. Like they're trying to figure out a way. They don't know when it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and then the other the other interesting thing that comes that I think of is all right. So if 
Maddox did go back to 1890 and to, to start this chain of events of, to, that brings about his own existence, then is that the end of the Maddox story in 2053 when he goes through the throw? Or is it like the Deutsch particle we talked about last episode? The Deutsch particle splits one to the future and one to the past. Mm-hmm. So do we have dual Maddoxes? Well, like so, now we could, so now we could do the math on it. So 2053 backwards to 1890. I'm not doing the math right now. However mm-hmm. many years that is, is there a Maddox in the future? And oh, you, oh you think you think that it goes equidistant into the future? I is guess it, I, I was thinking that it just continues and its normal trajectory into the future. Oh, so you never really go back? Like you're so, still here, but a copy yes. of you has is now there. Right? No, no, I don't think it's like that. You don't. I don't, but I, I just simply because that's just the way I interpreted it. Not, you didn't get that. Im- you didn't get that impression from the puking Maplewood. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we're gonna find out. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna find out. I, I'm really excited about this story because it has a definite ending. It's based on a, a graphic novel that. There's not another just season. A graphic novel. It's eight issues. This is eight episodes. There's not another season. This is a limited series. Like I'm kind of excited about the the idea of we are going to see this through to completion. So I agree. This is this is gonna end, I hope, very nicely. Like a very interesting right. it's already a very interesting plot as to how someone bends the world or makes a utopia in their will with time travel. And mm-hmm. it's kind of cool if, if if time travel was made, it'd become immediately circular, and it kind of, oh yeah, thereby causes whatever events it well, is. But well, you were telling me about the the Stephen Hawking time traveler party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one showed up. <laughs> no one showed up. So no one showed up. Apparently, no time travel. Allegedly, so. or they just didn't show up for the party. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, he he had some pun with it. I don't know what it is. Maybe something oh, about really? them being late. I I don't know. <laughs> My son always says, I can prove that time travel will never exist. So, I, I, I well, at least in my lifetime, he'll say, like, um, what's it, what does he always say? He says, all right, I'm, I am setting the, t- the date and time right now. If I can ever time travel, I'm coming back to this date and time. And then we wait a second. He's like, oh, didn't do it. So, no time travel. Well, no, I, you should argue to your son. I think you just forgot the date. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you should you sure. should ask him. You, you should quiz him some time for now. Be like, you said you'd come back in the past. Yeah. What? When was that again? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> and if he doesn't, right. then maybe future you uh, also forgot. Yeah. There you go. So I'm. I'm a, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm I'm looking at the Netflix top ten sh- TV shows in the U.S. today. No, it is still not there. It is not. It's, well, it was there oh, for still. like a week or two, and now it is not there anymore. And that's that is disappointing. Now, having said that, uh, it's IMDb users that have that have rated it, not not individual episodes because that that is very very low, mm-hmm. but the users who have rated the series as a whole. It's pretty high. Uh, I'm I'm pretty impressed. It is uh, nineteen thousand six hundred sixty-one. Oh wow, that is yeah. quite a bit. Well, ho- hopefully they get a season two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh boy, yeah. So anyway, this is a uh, so that's that's good. So maybe people have watched the show. Uh, it seems like we're probably a little bit behind. Oh. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did look up the time traveler party that Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. threw, and it is actually very funny. Because okay, so he threw a party for time travelers at Cambridge University, and then I think he put the invitations out after he held the party. <laughs> <laughs> I have experimental evidence that time travel is not possible. He said of the event. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh... Awesome. Well, anyway, that's, that's, let's let's uh, let's take a guess at each other's favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. All right, I've got a few options here for you, Kurt. Um, Ooh, I'm thinking so. So I I know the enigma. That, yeah, a little bit. I, so I I know you love the connections, the exp- and the uh, 
explanation bit of this. Uh, so I, I think there's a fair chance that your favorite scene is just, you know, Hassan appears, which I, I think you probably loved and, and you know, jumped out of your seat. Uh, I think there's a fair chance that you love the explanation scene where they show Maple with the throat and kind of everything's kind of laid out. And that actually transitions into Maplewood dropping the penny on them that, yeah, you think I'm your friend, but no, I'm not. So uh, maybe it's that one. And I also think there's a really good chance that, that you really liked, because I know how much you liked Whiteman in the last episode. I think you may have really liked the Whiteman in the synagogue with Polly playing Russian roulette scene. In fact, I think I'm going to go with that one. I think that's your favorite scene. I'm going to go with that as your favorite scene as well. I, I, you might have said, actually, no, you definitely did Hassan showing up. Hassan showed up, and you were you were goo goo gaga about that. A goo goo gaga. That's what I'll go with. Uh, Hassan's first kind of speaking scene as she uh, shows up and talks to. Uh, I'll say not well, when they reveal the... her. Yeah, not when they okay. reveal her, but the following scene when she actually speaks to Maplewood. That's oh, okay, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Hassan. Okay. I know. Well, it doesn't look about. like it's your favorite scene because you're thinking about it. Well, no, I, no. I was just trying to. Uh, I was just trying to to parse out like which, yeah, which twenty fifty three, which one you were talking to. about. But you're you're talking. Yeah, you're. I I know the one you're talking about. And that's your favorite scene. It is not my favorite scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. You also uh, got me wrong too. If it makes you feel oh, any better. Oh well, I will tell you. It, I I did pick a Hassan, uh, Hassan Maplewood twenty fifty three scene as my favorite scene, but it was the explanation scene. It was it was the the well. Hold on now. Which explanation scene? Like the the really long one where they take her to the throat and then. Or yeah. Oh no. Throat. So yeah. So yeah. So where it was just she's already at, at the throat. So you oh, picked so the, the last scene. the last twenty fifty three scene. Yes. Yes. The last twenty fifty three scene. That's the one. That's my favorite scene. Where Defoe shows Maple with the throat. It's it's what allows time travel to be possible. It's what Mannix wants, needs, and inevitably is going to get to start the loop of his existence in eighteen ninety. So one of the reasons why I love this scene so much is because it does. Like can, it does make everything in the series so consistent and so uh, it's so uh, prescribed and in, in, in order, and it's it's time travel in the in the straight line where anything you do in the past inevitably causes what happens in the future, and I love that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they talk about how they can't destroy it because all they can do is keep it weak. They've tried to destroy it. They tried to bury it. They can't do anything. All they can do is keep it weak. And they need Maplewood's help to stop the loss of lives by that explosive. And this is something I find very interesting. I'm really not certain why they think they need Maplewood's help, other than maybe for, because Hassan heard the record. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Right? Uh-huh. But that, I mean, that, that. Although, by the end of this episode, we, we know that Maddox did make a record for Hassan. So maybe... Uh-huh. Maybe she puts stock in the records thinking that the records are all targeted to her. But at any rate, um, they uh, they need Maplewood's help. And the reason that they're trying to do all this, what they're trying to do is stop the loss of lives by that explosive. And then this is this part is why this is my favorite scene, because I love this concept. Maplewood says, what about the people that are alive right now? Yeah. Which, which is like it's it's the idea of if you could go back and change this things, to go back in time and change things, would you? Because some things are right now the way that you want them. Oh, definitely. I mean, you can think back in time, even obviously in our timeline, big unfortunate events that occurred that mm-hmm. you could change. But what a you know would would the future end up better for it, or right. not even would the future end up better? But what would it be like? Yeah, are we even here? Are we get, getting rid of all of us? Right, exactly. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think about, and I, but I love because that's a that's a severely problematic moral dilemma. Like, what, it is. like are, are it's basically are you willing to risk sacrificing all these people who are here right now for the sake of the people who died in that event in the past? Like, whose life is more yes. valuable? Yes, it's worth it. 
Yeah. Well, we talked about this. Was it The Last of Us? It was. I think we talked a lot about it in The Last of Us. Like, why is my yeah? Because Neil Druckmann. I remember hearing Neil Druckmann talk about it on the on The Last of Us podcast. Like, why is my brother's life worth more than your brother's life because he's my brother? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So and Hassan's pulling that here. Why is why is her son's life worth more than Iris's? Uh, her whether, life? Uh, well, I, well, no, I, I don't know if it was her niece or nephew, the newborn. Um, but well, because he's my son, he was <laughs> my son, and so uh, this this is a really interesting dilemma. I don't. You haven't seen Lightyear, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, so Lightyear leans into this pretty heavily. It's the the Buzz Lightyear like movie <laughs> but it leans into this pretty heavily like if you if you can go back and change things would you can and, and should you you know because some things are this is one of the things that i i always think about this uh in the context of six feet under which is another one of my favorite shows um where somebody says to one of the characters everything happens for a reason do you believe that and she says i don't believe that everything happens for a reason but i believe that some things are the way they should be and and that's a kind of, i think what is the at stake here a lot of things are probably very good here and are you willing to sacrifice it to save things from the past so anyway they don't know but but hassan would have her son back they don't know what would happen with the people who are here right now. Maplewood, though, is not their friend. She's led Kyle here, and she takes Maddox right to the throat. So, again, the act of bringing Maplewood here to help them is what allows Maddox to find the throat. Fitting. Which is very cool. I think it's very cool. My favorite scene. I, I almost picked that as my favorite scene. I thought about it, but I okay. did not. I did not. Oh. Give it another guess, Mr. Sal, real quick. Really? Quick. Okay. One, you uh, one quick guess. You get, the, like the one, you get, the one you guess for me. No, wrong again. All right. All right. My favorite scene <laughs> was our good old fashioned friend Hillinghead, eighteen ninety, oh. the final eighteen ninety scene. Oh, yeah, that was a good scene. I I liked it because it's it is it, it's the equivalent of a the evil monologue from like a stereotypical oh, yeah. like, superhero thing. He gives his yep. evil monologue, but, but he's really got him. But really? it's. Real benevolence mixed in there, though. There is. He, he gives he gives some progressive viewpoints as yeah. to it's not sinful. To love. So <laughs> not only does he do an evil monologue, he gets away with it because it's not like the stereotypical evil monologue. Maybe it'll come back to bite him, but it's, I can see why he's giving the monologue. So he knows how the future. Like he's lived the future, right? Yeah. Whatever he does here doesn't really matter because his actions yep. will subsequently <laughs> cause his nice future. So yeah, yep. he can reveal what's going to happen. It's not going to yep. change the future. It's inevitable. Yeah. Uh -huh. So he's giving an actual villainous monologue without, like, you know, without consequences. Yeah, with, he, like Doofenshmirtz, where you know he yeah. gives his yeah. spiel and Perry the Platypus gets him. No, oh, Perry the Platypus. <laughs> no, this is Infinity <laughs> Superb. This is this is a Hillinghead yeah. getting, I guess in this case, Harkard or Mannix, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Which, yeah, by yeah. the way, Mannix, very evil sounding name. Yeah, it is. So after he gives him his spiel, whatever whatever the spiel is, he then Hillinghead he then points out Hillinghead's contradictions. You know, you persecute others despite your own lies, right? And even after mm -hmm. Hillinghead vows that his life's mission will to go after Harker's truth, Harker doesn't care, and maybe he should. Maybe Hillinghead will somehow end up being his downfall. But in his perspective, well, this guy's way in the past. Mm -hmm. I live way in the future. Mm -hmm. whatever yeah do do what you're gonna do <laughs> yeah here's here's my blackmail of you i i know what you're going to do but i'll give you this illusion of choice right Pick one, yeah. i i know which one you're gonna do right <laughs> either frame henry for the murder or i'll destroy you with these photos maybe he'll do both one surprise <laughs> me and yeah. i i mean i i say he might do both we haven't seen those photos in the future when hassan looked back at Hillinghead. Right. So I'm assuming he did destroy his reputation. I'm assuming those photos never yeah. get released. But yeah, it, it does seem that way. So, he, he, but he does he does make comments to the fact that it's all right to love Henry. You know? Yeah, yeah, Henry love is fine. So good yeah. on uh, good on Maddox. Well, for being oh, progressive. he's got this. He's got this one quote in the scene. Ah, uh, that... the quote man. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, what he wasn't. He, he wasn't as quotey as he has been. 
but no, still, but still, still ditching out quotes. Though. He says, I have no desire to punish or expose the part of you that most deserves the light. Like, I, it's, like that's that's a really like beautiful, nice thing to say to him. Now, I there there, there is, I, I have I have to remember though that you know he he is Hellinghead, like certainly deserves love and so he deserves to live his own truth in, in that love. Uh, but he also has a family who's going to be severely hurt by this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I do, I do have to kind of remember that too, but at any rate, um, and, and that's, that kind of sucks, but you, but you do kind of root for Hillinghead here to live the life that he deserves to live. But um, one of the things I find really interesting about the Mannix and, and Julian character too, is just like, I guess we don't know a whole lot about Kyle right uh yeah. we know that there that there's a a, a, a like a, a group trying to fight it and uh just prevent it from occurring in the first place uh that's chapel perilous and we know that there are people who have deliberately stayed away from it like iris's brother and we know there are people like maplewood herself who derive great benefit from the society so I mean, Maplewood didn't seem up until you know recently to be like badly off because of Kyle. No, no, she seems to have a pretty all right life, you know. So I, so we have to ask ourselves, like, is is this society a, a good society that is actually benefiting the people who live in the society? Is it better for society as a whole to have the society? Or not, because if we think that that humanity is better off because it has the society, then are we okay with Maddox doing anything it takes to make the society? Well, you might as well get okay with it because you're not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> fix it from a curve, right? Right. Maybe after that, maybe after he jumps into the really, if you're perilous chapel, I feel like if you can't break the time loop, yeah. your, your main thought should have been, and maybe it is, is. Well, to get Maddox to get through it, so we let the loop occur, and then we fix it. Because then we know he can't be... Like, then, as far as we know, the man can bleed. Like, it's... It, well, okay. His invincibility until he goes back in time is no longer... Right. Stable. But, oh, I should say, well, now he's left. So, well, if he leaves, it depends which way it's interpreted. But yeah, if he does go buy it, a copy of him kind of goes back in time, and then he's there... Now maybe you right. can solve the problem of his society. As for the question as to whether society is better under Mannix is real, I don't know if we have enough information for that. Right. It, it looks. I, I don't think we do. Yeah, it looks good from Maplewood's perspective, but I mean, right. her brother doesn't seem to be living in the best conditions, and again, yeah, we don't mm-hmm. really see like too much of society beyond right. what Maplewood walks through and being a detective. Yeah, I I agree. I you think are we right. Need more information, but but if if this is a, a a society that is good for humanity and and given that it has already happened it is here like even if you believe that you can go back into the past and change things and make and change the future like should you yeah no definitely no you know? that's a that's a big debate even it's, really it comes down to is it all right if you exist if there's a system that exists that really benefits people but it's built on i guess false principles or yeah, lots of abject like suffering or right. atrocities, whatever you whatever you like to name it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I can think of several systems like that in modern and actually actual modern society. Yeah, you can think of for most yeah. countries. You can think of a few yeah. in the U.S. I think slavery becomes well, a big one. Exactly. <laughs> well, absolutely. Pops right into mind. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you know that it's one thing to say you you shouldn't do these things to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing to say that you shouldn't set off that explosive to begin with. But since in 2053 it's already done, do you have any right to go back and change that? I, I you know, it's a, it's a it's a debate. I'm not here to answer that question. No, yeah, no, 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 yeah. So, I, I don't know the answer. I'm not, <laughs> no, I don't either. Uh, but the answer's I, here. But really, really we real... pose questions. Listeners, That's... if you have an answer, Email us, showuperspodcast at gmail.com. Exactly, exactly. It's it's just a really interesting thing to think about. And I think the show is doing a really great job of that. I I, I think of Maddox almost like an Adrian Veidt character. Me too, and, kind of. Yeah. Not, as, not as endearing to me. 
No, no, certainly not. But if you um, if you know what we're talking about, we're talking about Watchmen. Which read that graphic novel, check out the, the HBO series, or I guess Max series. Now uh, we've got full coverage of of both, actually, the novel, the graphic novel, and the series. So would highly recommend. Highly, Definitely. highly recommend. So good, so good. Give it a read. But a lot of these similar questions uh, would come up uh, in that series. They do. They do. There's a lot of crossover here, yeah. actually. Given what Doctor Manhattan can do, so <laughs> or not do. Anyway, all right, Kurt, I think we're going to play a game. Who said it? Kurt, last have... time you gave me... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Last time I gave you what? Last time you gave me an impossible feat. It was hard. Four, four impossible questions. And you I got one and, and a half of them, right? One and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if I can pull off a similar feat. Are you predicting any kind of pattern here for me? No. Okay. I have, once again, four quotes for you. Why do you still do four now if you don't even keep with the timelines? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't have it now. <laughs> see, it's inflation. Like I, I told back. you. I warned it's you. Not <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's been four in every episode. <laughs> For it used to bodies. be three. It used know, to be three. At every point. episode of Bodies has been four. So yeah. I've been consistent at four within Bodies. And now I feel like I, I what is it? Is, mother told me never bet against a streak. So the streak is four. I'm not, I'm not about to be the one to break. No, them. I think Mother told me to bet against streaks. Uh, def- I was fine. No. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. I forget. I forget which one tells me why. You're, tell me you're, getting, you're getting four quotes today. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. First one. We don't torture, Constable. We educate. Hassan says this to Maplewood. Uh, ah. Right before, right before, kind of torturing her. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. Give you like a thump over. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hassan, yeah, you're right. So this is the scene that you guessed for me originally. Mm-hmm. Yes, so Hassan aims to educate Maplewood, but things get heated and physical between them. So uh, Maplewood kind of tells her where to stick it, and Hassan just kicks her chair over. Uh, but anyway, Hassan uh, says to Defoe, she's with Mannix. And Defoe replies, maybe, but I trust her. And I, I love Hassan's really biting line back. Well, maybe that's what gets you killed. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. Which I mean, that's Defoe's an interesting character too to think about. This like, he knows he's going to die and trigger all these events, and there's like nothing he can do to stop it. So what gets me is, do they shoot Defoe? I don't know if they have like futuristic, like degradable bullets or whatever happens <laughs> with his eye. Maybe they don't. Right. I, is Defoe dead? Is Hassan dead? I'm presuming they're not dead. At least not yet. Maybe right, Defoe right. got shot. Yeah. How does he get those tattoos on his body? He's like he still doesn't have forever. it. He still, still doesn't, doesn't have, have the tattoo. It. Oh, it's got, and it's got to be coming like any any episode now, right? Yeah, he died. Was it two days? So I thought they said three days. Three days okay. from when they pulled him in to to check out his body. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Hassan shows Maplewood all the information she has about the three times the body showed up before this. So we get to see all the case files laid out here. This is actually really cool. Seeing all these case, fi- case files and seeing Hassan, you know, kind of lay it all out for Maplewood. <laughs> and, and Maplewood is very unimpressed, <laughs> which is the biggest crack of, you know, whatever that she's ever seen. But she uh, she saw Mannix detonate the bomb. Um, Hassan did. And Commander Mannix plans to go back to 1890 to start a cult that will create the events that led to 15-year-old Mannix detonating the explosive and starting his utopia. And we've seen that play out. We've seen Julian Harker starting this cult-like kind of club uh, that transcends into 1941 with the whole Know You Are Love Polly on the phone. And then into 223 or 2023 with the Morleys uh, and their whole lot. All right, you're one for one, Kurt. You feeling better? Are you feeling better than you did last week? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Gaining some confidence? 
Oh, so you're going to try to shatter it. Let's go. You won't break that, me. What that was it? the easy one because I put the word constable in. I left it in. So, all right. Number two. I know it's no small thing to keep your nose clean. What? Oh, holy crap. I got this. Whiteman says it to Callaway. Wow. I was about to start complaining about how am I supposed <laughs> to know this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got it though. Whiteman does say this to Callaway <laughs> in his office. Whiteman goes shows up at Callaway's more, office, more, yeah. oh, pulls sorry, a gun yeah. on him, mm-hmm. and uh, t- and t- has him stitch him up. Needs needs his help getting stitched up. He comes totally clean. Tells Callaway everything. He, he it wasn't a suicide. I killed him and then I framed him. The I didn't kill the guy in the boot of the car. Uh, and yeah, Esther was with me and. Polly killed her while I was stabbing the guy in the, the cop in the subway t- tunnel. He comes completely clean to Callaway and he asks Callaway to help him flush out the other rats in the department because there's no way he could have been the only one given all that was known about him every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So that's that scene. All right, two for two. Okay, see? I thought you could shatter me. That, I thought I thought I would get you with that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> what are the strategical placements of them? <laughs> you like put an easy one, then a really hard one. Yeah. <laughs> now I hope this is an easy one. Well doesn't have to be because I'll get it either way. I think th- I think I don't think this one is too bad. But oh, I, that means this is very difficult. You're trying to I, okay. I, I do think I do think I made them progressively harder. So oh, okay. but I don't well. think this one's too bad. I think you're gonna get this. All right. Now that last one, though, uh, the last one, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> okay, but but this one, I think you might. You got a good chance of getting this one. All right, here it is. said, never bet against a streak. Oh, let's see. Here, here's here's your quote. Your ignorance of the matter is quite breathtaking to behold. Oh no! Wait, I I know this. Wait, I know this. Wait, ignorance. It's it's um whoever Hillinghead Superior is talking to Hillinghead when he's demanding that they have Sir Julian Harker come to the... I don't know the name of the superior, but he demands uh, they bring in Sir Julian Harker and his superior is awfully trying to, you know, he, he looks at the this new age fad fingerprint evidence. This is nothing. <laughs> Nonsense, I tell you. That's the scene. Yeah, you got it. You're right. You, that's, his name's William. I can't remember his last name. Uh, Harker does say it right at the end. Yeah, but yeah, he does. But yeah it, it's his name's first name's William. Anyway, uh, Hellinghead yeah shows his two sets of fingerprints to his boss, who's not very impressed <laughs> with fingerprints. This newfangled <laughs> nonsense, uh, and Hellinghead shouts him down and demands an interrogation of Julian Harker right here, right now. And that's when we get William saying the line <laughs> uh, that I that I quoted already, but. Your ignorance of the matter is quite breathtaking to behold. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, bring him in. Sounds good. All right, you're three for three. I can't believe you're three for three with these. I was really, I, I was, I didn't think there's any way you're going to be three for three. But here you are, and you got one more. Can you? Can you be perfect? This is a, this is a hard one. Gosh, darn. can we stop here? Just do three quotes. It was fun. <laughs> All right, what is it? Hit me with. All right, it's a short one. Oh, Much God. shorter than that one was. Sharing's caring. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not, that a, sharing's it. caring. Sharing's caring. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> what the? What? Sharing? Wait, is it sharing's caring? Sharing's caring. Like sharing is caring, but but, but there's caring. a contraction on the sharing and the is. Okay. Sharing's caring. Um. You know, I'll go back to our roots because I am pretty lost here. You've done one from every timeline besides 2023. I have. You're right. Sharing's caring. Um, I'll say Sarah says this when reminiscing about um, Mannix to uh, Hassan. Okay. Well, you have the right timeline, but I did go back to to our roots. But uh, that that is not correct. Somebody does say it to Hassan, though. 
but it's not Sarah. It is it's Elias fun. Maddox himself. Oh, in the prison. Yeah, <laughs> in the prison. That's right. Now. Yes, because yeah. he could tell if she's bothered by information and tells him, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Hassan goes to see Elias in prison. He's very beat up, but not to worry. He's being transferred. The governor's orders. Hassan shows him a picture of Julian Harker from 1890 and a photo of his murder bed from 1941 when he was 99 and shot by a cop. So Elias asks to, to her to share this information because sharing's caring. But I, work, I mean, it's, unless this is a bait, which is very possible, I think we can safely assume that uh, Whiteman uh, shoots Julian Harker when he's 99 in 1941. Yeah, I guess I, I guess he just goes back younger than I thought he was. Or or he lies about his age when he goes back. I don't know how well, long he lives to. Well, cuz okay, it? it's mean, like 50 years, 51 years, 1890. Right. So what is he? He's got to be what 49? No, 48. 48. That's reasonable. All right. I that's I think that's reasonable. You, you you don't think it's reasonable that Maddox when he goes back is 48? No, I I I, I well, it's the assumption that he goes back, and it's 1890s, the timeline he ends up in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, because he looks older in 1890 than he does in. Well, he does, but he's got time. the mutton chops and the haircut. Like, it's just very different yeah. attire. Like, he does what have if, the cane. Well, but... like, what if he came back like 1880? You know what I mean? Oh, maybe. Even, when... even then, put him at 38 and 2053. Well, because wouldn't it have been that he killed. He came back as Julian Harker, correct? Mm-hmm. So I don't know when that date right. is he came back from whatever war, but that's when uh, he probably I mean, came back then. But that, it's got to have been sometime. Like, he didn't come back 1890s, what I'm trying to illustrate. Oh, so I, I see. It's got to be even longer than how old we see him in 2053. Well, so even, even if it was four- five years prior, I could buy that he's 43. I think that's fine. All right. No, that's fair then. Yeah, I could yeah. buy. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Elias never heard of the guy anyway, and she shows him the fingerprints and is astounded by the fact that his fingerprints are the same as the fingerprints on the gaslight. How do you explain that, Elias? Of course, she's talking to the wrong version of Elias here. He doesn't know. This guy doesn't know a whole lot of anything. He doesn't. (laughs) I, I do feel bad for this guy. I think that's a really interesting thing about this story as well, is that you you see this this Elias character, 15 year old Elias. And it's just like, man, you do feel bad for him. Like people are like basically worshiping him and he has no idea why. And I what I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, it, it seems like it would drive me like pretty insane. Yeah, it's definitely driving him up a wall. Yeah, for sure. And me too. Some oh. four points. No, but you did a lot better than I thought you were gonna do. Good job, Kurt. Yeah. All right, I'm ready to enter the recap. This time, Mr. Sal, we're not going to make the same mistake. Not going to make the mistake. But before I give you your choices, oh. uh, the the uh, title card. Oh, yes, a key. A key, that's right. The eye flips to a key. And the key, I assume, is the key that Hassan receives at the end, next to the record in yes. Daniel Barber's flat. Man, I, I got like two-thirds of the way through the episode, and I went, did I, did I look at that right? Is that not like the tip of a key? And I went back yeah. and looked. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I know. I'll keep an eye out. And it was getting dangerously close. I'm like, I still haven't seen it. I'm like, oh, I'm so I annoyed. I, I missed Very it. last scene. Not until the very last scene do we get to see it. Oh, boy. Okay. So, Kurt, you have a choice. 1890, 1941, 2023, 2053. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's cover the one scene we have left in 1890 for uh, five points. Okay. For five points. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we've already talked about the first 1890 scene, which is where Hillinghead shares his two sets of prints with William, and William is not impressed. So we jump to Harker is in for questioning. He admits that it's him in the photo and his prints in the gaslight, but he claims that he was hiding. He very unceremoniously dismisses William, who is the boss, to get tea. Like, bring us a cup of tea, which. <laughs> Uh, I'll send for one. No, I really would prefer that you go do it. 
you make you make some banger tea, William. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's what's and, and this is just an illustration of just how powerful and far-reaching Harker is. Yeah. So. yeah. But Julian tells Hillinghead here that he's going to tell him the whole truth and it's going to blow his mind. The end of 1890, because the last scene in 1890 was your favorite scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there you go. The, the, the choice. I'm, I'm very, like I said, I I hope they have a way of tying in these characters with the future, whether it's the future characters coming back in one mm-hmm. way or they somehow get into the future. Like you, but you want to see around. you want to see them in the same place at the same time interacting with each other. That yeah, I'd be Would, fine without seeing that. I I I, I could be totally happy without. without I want them that. to make some sort of physical. Inter- I guess White Man kind of has with Polly, right? I, I I don't know. I I I think it'd be cool. Like I, I want to see. I want them to know that they were part of something bigger, and they helped. Ah. Uh. And something or, so otherwise it or, seems like it'll be a sad ending for them. Or, or someone from the future comes back to let them know, hey, nice work. Well, maybe, but, anyway, but maybe it, not. Maybe enjoy maybe. enjoy no antibiotics. I mean <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> they're like, what are antibiotics? What are you about? He's like, sorry, I've got I've got like it's like sorry, I've I've got a life I have a wound that will kill me. It appears to be infected. I will die. They go, here, here are some antibiotics. What's this? Take it for two weeks. You'll be fine. <laughs> and thus antibiotics were invented. So. <laughs> and then Alexander Fleming is friend. <laughs> so I, I guess like it's well, that would be something though. Think about that. Like I, I, if, that'd be pretty cool if they had an Easter egg. Not an Easter egg. Yeah. Just yeah, some some large small wave to Yeah, the uh Wright brothers were chatting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with yeah. With Hillinghead. <laughs> so I'm not ready to 100% say that Maddox is the bad guy in this story. Is that He's the villain. No, he's portrayed as the villain. but He's, he's portrayed. He, he's a villain that might have like a... It's not all evil. Mm-hmm. He's not like doing it because, I mean, I don't know. because I don't he know wants to cause chaos it. in the world, potentially. Like, in a way, it's inevitable, right? It, 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 you can kind of argue that young Maddox, they want to arm the bomb. That was older Maddox. Mm-hmm. And then he's has the mantle of taking power and holding control. And then yep. he turns evil and kind of goes back and tries to cause the bomb to blow up. You could even argue that, that Maybe. he's actually morally good when he rules. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. if you want to go down that route, uh, but it, it's, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not ready to categorically say uh, like, you mentioned the reason I brought it up is because you mentioned that you wanted somebody to go back. Well, no, because you wanted somebody to go back and and let Hellinghead and Whiteman know that you know you had something important to do and you helped. But what if what they're doing is is, is an entirely negative thing? Oh, <laughs> so I don't I don't think I don't think um, Mannix is all like good. I don't think he's an all yeah. good for. I, it's all just shades of gray, right? Like, yeah, I, I would think so. I, mm-hmm. That's what I hope it's going. That's what it well, seems I, like I see what you're saying though. If, if, if he turned out like he was a very big net positive, and right, what they're doing is, is hurting that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I find just, that hard to believe. But. I'm just leaving the door open a crack for for a possibility of that. Anyway, I I think he's really like the actor. <laughs> you're trying to see him in <laughs> good light. <laughs> you love the quote machine. I do like Stephen Graham. He is a quote, quote machine. He's something. All right. How about uh, the next timeline? Where do you want to go next? Well, we got to go to 1941 now. Oh, we're going to go in order. Okay. White man visits his old, destro- like destroyed synagogue, but the rabbi is still there. And he asks if he can be forgiven by God for the choices <laughs> he made that led to Esther's death. And the rabbi suggests that it's her, it's her mercy he should seek, not God's. Uh, so do we have the, the contrition and the confession here? And now we just need the absolution of the penance? Oh, white man, he's he's arcing. He's 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 in Ozark universe right now. So the, anyway, I, you, you I, sound like you have something you want to say about this scene. I, I thought I don't know why. It just really it, it made, I thought it was just kind of comical that it's a really blown up synagogue and the rabbi just hanging around, <laughs> like he's yeah. just like, he's like, oh, someone's finally come. <laughs> no coming. smoking and no, shul. Yeah, 
<laughs> no one's coming to weeks to the synagogue. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's that's what Hitler wants, right? Yeah, no, the rabbi healed strong. Yeah. All right. Uh, we next get uh, Whiteman recruiting Callaway's help at gunpoint. And in the next scene, we get Callaway actually providing that help. He announces that the, to the whole department that they're reopening the the dead body in the boot case. And Whiteman monitors all calls coming in and out. And it turns out that Kathleen is the one who's been feeding Polly information. Kathleen, the one who Whiteman thought was his ally in the department. Well, it turns out they were playing for the same team but against each other. So, unbeknownst to Whiteman. Um, Calloway immediately arrests her, but she pleads with them. Her son was threatened. She tells them the number that uh, that she has to call when she has information about Whiteman, uh, and it goes to Harker and Co. Bank. So Whiteman and Calloway go there, and they find Polly. Whiteman takes out Calloway with his right hook and abducts Polly. I apologize, sir, for what? My right hook. <laughs> yeah. Whiteman's. <laughs> I love him. Why I does love he him. do that? <laughs> I will say I was not predicting this for him to go rogue to go get oh, Polly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I once I saw him and Polly in the same place at the same time, I was like, how does this possibly end with Callaway in control when these two are, are are right there? But anyway, somehow miraculously, we have not talked about the white men and Polly in the synagogue scene. That was a great scene. At the end. This is a great scene. Wow, it's a killer scene. Yeah. Whiteman has Polly in the synagogue, but she tells him that it's not time for him to kill her yet. So she's not really all that worried, although it's hard to hide the worry when you're playing Russian roulette. She flinches every time he pulls that trigger. She does confess the, to killing Esther. She had to because Whiteman didn't and wouldn't. But Calloway sneaks in and hears the whole thing. He arrests them both. But in walks the chief, Calloway's boss, the boss of the boss. Chief just kills Callaway because he heard that confession. That's a shame. He knocks out Whiteman and releases his mother. So this chief of police is Hillinghead's yeah. grandson. grandson. Yep. The lineage continues. That's right. That's right. And, man, poor Whiteman. This this seems like oh, and Whiteman seem very down and out for the count here. Yeah, it's no good. No bueno for they're, those two. They're nadir, might one say. <laughs> good, you could. All right, Kurt, where to next? Some might say, I would say 2023 here, the best year, but now. 2053. You gotta end in the present. We'll go to the future first. Defoe and Lorna take Maplewood to Chapel, to, to Chapel Perilous. Uh, Defoe is convinced that she'll understand once she knows the truth. They hood her and take her to Hassan, who has no headwear, actually. I don't know if you noticed that. She was not wearing any headwear. Yeah, no, she, no, no now she's in 2023. No, so maybe she's lost her faith. Potentially. That's, that's an interesting part of the story here. Anyway, so that's that. Twenty. And then we continue. Uh, we already talked about uh, the, you know, not a torture scene. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we talked about already Defoe showing Maple with the throat and Max busting in. So we're all done with 2053. That was quick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that only leaves 2023. And I think this is probably the one that we've talked about the least so far. So we have the most yet to talk about. So Barbara busts Hassan out of the room where Andrew Morley had locked her in Harker House. But the problem is the bodies and Andrew Morley are gone. Barbara has to pull the plug. He cannot follow her down this rabbit hole. But later, she gets a call from Maggie. The 1890 Gaslight Prints are a 100% match with Elias Mannix. Which is, that sets Hassan right off, and she beats on her car a bit. Hassan goes to see Elias in prison, and this we already talked about this scene, so we'll skip ahead. Hassan asks Elias about his birth parents. He never knew his birth father. His birth mother, though, is Sarah, but he only he uh, only remembers her crazy friends and track marks. He doesn't want her to know anything about him. 
But Hassan finds her and promptly disregards Elias's wishes, telling her that he's in prison. <laughs> you want to see a photo of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah recounts when he was taken by social, uh, I, I guess that's like social services, we would yeah, consider in America yeah, social yeah, services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Hassan offers a photo of the bright kid who's all alone. Now, Sarah tells Hassan about Elias's father, Danny, who was the grandson of a banker. She loved Elias and was devastated to lose him. And Hassan wonders if Danny's grandfather was Julian Harker. Why, yes, he was, in fact. But Danny's last name is not Harker. It's Barber. Yep, that Barber. Hassan's dun, boss, dun, Barber. Dun. Now, I, this part here, I was a little unclear. Did she accidentally call him, or did he call her? I I don't know. I yeah. I just said that he called her. Okay. Well, it but, doesn't really matter. But yeah. either way, he knows she's with Sarah, and he'll <laughs> see her soon. So poor Pody. Yeah, this is scary. And he tosses his phone, by the way. So she goes. Hassan goes back to the station, and Hassan finds out that Barber was the one transferring Elias and Elias hasn't arrived at his new prison yet. Uh-oh. Hassan goes to Barber's flat to confront him alone, by the way. Not sure why, but... Uh, and finds a key and a record on the record player. The record is Mannix talking to Hassan, recorded on his deathbed in 1941. We will meet again, he says. <laughs> so foreboding. You know, oh, yeah. This... We we like time travel in this way where it's one straight line. Prison of Azkaban esque. Yeah, we we've talked yeah. about that. What I like about the series, and I'm not really that big into horror, but yeah. really leading into the horror element of that, that it is inevitable. Yeah, it's scary. You know, like yeah. watching it as the viewers, like, oh man, like I mean this guy seems like he's gonna win, right? At least uh-huh. for the time being. Like he's just yeah. he's definitely gonna get his way to this bomb blowing up and stuff. Now oh, yeah. the aftermath. Will our heroes win after the loop's complete? And whether or not they're heroes is questionable, but they're definitely, I mean. Right. Uh, Maddox is definitely the antagonist of the series. Antagonist, yes. I don't know yeah. if I'm ready to call him yeah. a villain. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a villain, but will, will our protagonist prevail over him? I don't know. But yeah. I think a lot, a lot of how I end up feeling about Maddox has to do with why he sets off that explosive. It is. I, it really is, because... Is Hassan the one that drives it more than him? Like this, right. this, this young Maddox. I feel bad for him. I, mean, I do. I don't know. I don't know the Maddox that rules too. Like, th- does does he shape up to help this world become a better place? And like I said, if he turns traditionally evil afterward, almost mm-hmm. like like he does a lot of good, right. turns evil to go into the past to kind of cause his future success. Which is a really weird thought. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That is a weird thought. There's a lot of weird thoughts in this series, but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. It is, it I, is I love, such an interesting concept. I, I, I'm liking the weird thoughts I'm having in, because of the series. And you know, it really pulls off well because they tell a story across four timelines. Yeah. <laughs> like just showing it across. I, I don't know how else you'd illustrate it without cheapening the characters and other. Like if I, if, if we'll say we're just in 2023 and then we jump to the past, I'm not going to mm-hmm. really care about the past characters as much because they're, they're not as. I don't know. They're not based around the characters I know, but now I have characters that I know in every timeline. Yeah, that I have, like based around. <laughs> it's true. It's pretty good. It's true. It's really cool. It's very cool. You know what's interesting about series two is like I I thought that we'd be spending a lot of time trying to like solve the murder, like this this body. Who is mm-hmm. he? What what? How did he die? Who killed him? But like. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, probably the thing I care the least about. We already know it's it's Defoe, and he, uh, you know, he, we we can see that he's you know, got something got wrong copies. with his eye, but but yeah, they got copies. But it doesn't really matter who killed him. Defoe, Harker doesn't even claim to know who killed Defoe, <laughs> so, <laughs> which makes me think maybe he did get shot during the big uh, shooting there, actually, because if Harker doesn't know. Who killed him? And I think he's being honest. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he was just indiscriminately shot among the other uh, chapel. Maybe that did happen. Could be. Could be. All right, Kurt. Uh, this, is, this is a very a lot of a lot of time travel, a lot of timey wimey stuff going on in this episode. But one constant in time is TV time. 
Oh, I love the constant. Ain't no time like a TV time. As opposed to the variable. Ah, uh, yes. These are for <laughs> references. These are lost episode titles. They sure are. Okay, Kurt. I believe that the the users of TV Time gave this episode a five out of five. As do I. And they did eighty percent, eight zero. But you only gave it a nine. I I did. I should probably okay. give it a All ten. Right. Honestly, no. I I I can. You, you I, do I can. you you do whatever you want to do. No, I'll judge I, you for it. I I said that I uh, you can judge me either way, but I, I said that I'd consider I won't judge you if you bumping it up to a ten. And I thought that the conversation we had was great. It posed a lot of interesting questions, lots of in, thoughts that I haven't had before, and I I like that. So yes, I will also give it a ten. I congratulations. Thank you. Now, forget about that. How about these characters? Uh, I think that you said your favorite character was Whiteman, and the people said their favorite character was Hassan. I think the people said Hassan. I think you said, oh, I don't know which one you said. I just because of the Ozark angle in the beginning that you highlighted it when you went <laughs> to the rabbi. I think you said Whiteman. You okay. might have said Hassan, but I think you said Whiteman. I said Mannix. Oh, you know, I actually thought about saying Mannix <laughs> myself too. Yeah, <laughs> Mannix is he's he's interesting. Oh, he's, he's so interesting. interesting he's interesting, and he's you know, you know, that's fair oh. shout. I, you did get me right though. I did go Whiteman. All right, and I'm so a big Whiteman fan. So do the users. Oh, Whiteman is great. I, I'm so I'm so disappointed with myself for railing on him early in the series, but no, I I don't. I, whenever I rail on no. characters, I end up like I, I don't feel bad doing that. Yeah, that's, I, that was it. the point. That's that's yeah. what they that's what they wanted us to, to feel. But the users also went with Whiteman though. Seventy one percent. Wow, I think they're on the Whiteman train. I think so too. I I mean, he's a cool character. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a cool cat. <laughs> Hundred percent. Maddox for references in third place with four percent. Hassan was in second with twenty. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But for me, I went with Maddox because uh, first of all, I thought the Julian Harker stuff was was pretty great, and then Maddox showing up in twenty fifty three, obviously as well. But uh, I'm incorporating twenty twenty three Maddox in there too because I think he's super interesting as well. He is. I mean, it's interesting across time. Yeah. And- He's not like villainous in the way where he's persecuting maybe even a group of people, mm-hmm. or he has he's like championing this ideal that will fix everything, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like he's not really standing for anything, as far as I'm no. aware. In fact, his his phrase is "Know you are loved," uh, right? Exactly. Which, which sounds nice. I, uh, whatever yeah. you you take the phrase for what whatever it is at face value, uh-huh. but he hasn't actually shown anything to me. That he's done. That's like it, his ideal wise that are bad. Now his actions. Well, I, I whatever, mean, dr- drugging bomb. Hellinghead and framing Hellinghead is is pretty despicable. Eh, but but in, the, but, but in the name of a utopian <laughs> future, maybe uh, the the whole, it all. My I can't pass judgment on him until I know about this bomb like that. And I think we're gonna find out in this next episode. I think the oh, bomb's yeah. going off. I, so. I I like the theory of he turns evil at some point. So like the. Mm-hmm. So Julian Harper's an evil guy. Seems that, that way. That guy's evil. But I mean that guy seems like the most evil version of Maddox. <laughs> yeah. But Eli or Elias Mannix, you know, 14-year-old Mannix and Elias. Yeah. Elias. Mm-hmm. He seems like he seems like a nice kid. I I I think so too. I don't think he's evil. I don't either. And that so. to me is a the very interesting part is is to when when does he I guess galvanize and accept yeah. the fact that he is Mannix, Commander Mannix. I mean, even then, I'm not willing to pass judgment and call him evil. No, no, not even until... that. But, but he, like right now, it doesn't seem like he's really willing to go along with whatever people are saying he'll have to do and et cetera. But right. in 2053, I mean, he seems excited to find the. Uh, the yeah, world. yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see that in uh, younger Mannix. Maybe that's and that's I think that's going to make all the difference in terms of my perception of yeah. Maddox looking looking backward. Yeah, when at the does series. he accept, I guess, the mantle for lack of a better word? And mm-hmm. how does he behave? Like, is he, is he well, all right? Al- also, like, that explosive does he detonate it to gain power? Is that why he's doing it? Because that 
would would certainly indicate that th- there are villainous intentions here. But or or does he do it because he believes that he's saving people by doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Let's see. We'll, yeah, we'll have to see. If he doesn't try to save people and he just so happens to become the executive or the the commander, <laughs> I mean, yeah, who knows? All right. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode, folks. We are right back here next week with episode six, The World is Yours. In the meantime, we've got A Murder at the End of the World going on as well. You can go back in our back catalog and check out such series that we've already talked about, like Ozark or uh, Lost. We've talked about both of those. So check those out and listen to our coverage. We've got plenty of stuff. Uh, the Last of Us, I think we've already talked about that in this episode. We've got season one of that as well in our back catalog. So go check it out. Email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We would appreciate five-star ratings and reviews and the sharing of the podcast around. Maybe post it on your social media. Let, let people know that we're here and we love TV and we love to hop from show to show. And we love you, listeners. We hope that you know you are loved. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.